0: One of the main things that I have learned is listening to the customer. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's something that I still struggle with. I am still working on it because a lot of times I am presenting, right? I'm making all these presentations and PowerPoint decks and product demonstrations, and I'm talking a lot. It takes a lot of energy out of me Mm -hmm. and then some, and then for a minute, I will pause a lot of time. I'm pausing to catch my breath or get a glass of water and in that pause, The customer starts talking, right? That is the most important part of the meeting, actually.
1: Hey, everyone. George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today, I'm joined by Narav Agrawal, who's a principal solutions engineer and who focuses on pre-sales engineering at MuleSoft. How are you? I'm doing very good. Thanks
0: for inviting me, George.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. You, know, you work for one of the most exciting companies in the space. Congratulations. I know you've been there for quite a long time on the acquisition by Salesforce. Of course, Salesforce being probably the most <laughs> successful or famous SaaS company in history, I guess. That's safe to say at this point, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, why don't you tell folks a little bit about your career background? How'd you get into this whole solutions engineering game?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, uh, as my, well, as an academic qualification, I'm a software engineer. Uh, I did my undergraduate studies in software engineering uh, from India and then I came to the United States and did my Master's uh, in Information Systems Management uh, from Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, that was an interesting program. Uh, what attracted me to it was that it had uh, a component of uh, technology and then the implementation side of technology. Um, so I, appro- I basically took that program up because Initially at that time, I thought that I would want to work for like a technology consulting company like the Deloitte or PWCs of the world. And then and, and, and so I came into this program because it sort of fit that world perfectly. And, and it did, actually. A lot of my classmates ended up working for these organizations. Um, but uh, before even coming to my master's program, I used to work for a software product company focusing on core banking solutions. I was a software developer there. Uh, And then after coming here, finishing my master's, uh, rather than getting motivated by these technology consulting companies, I I got attracted more to the software product side uh, and enterprise product side. Uh, uh, At university, I had a chance to visit campuses of Google and Microsoft and and, all these big brand names. And. And, and then I visited uh, an enterprise software company like Tipco. And for some reason, I just got attracted to that. And I don't know, it's probably it just something that just attracted me to that segment. Um, uh, and so I basically pursued a role in there. Uh, but this time I went, I wanted to be more customer facing and taking the sort of the lead from the academic program that I was coming out from. I I took up a role in professional services uh, in that company. So that's sort of my high level background before I joined MuleSoft in pre sales.
1: Yeah, and you've been there now for about six years, right? That is correct, yeah. Awesome. Well, what is the role of a pre sales engineer look like at MuleSoft now, particularly, you know, really being able to support like a pretty technical uh, product to begin with?
0: Yeah. Uh, So for those who are not familiar with MuleSoft, MuleSoft is a a platform that helps you at a high level uh, help your applications, devices, technology components talk to each other. It's an integration platform. Uh, And there are several layers to this and and complexity to this. So yes, to your point, it is a fairly technical platform. Uh, It's not something that is directly consumed by a business user, although the benefits of it is, is, is seen by the business user, the requirements are coming from the business user, but the the, the team that would actually do the work are, are more on the technical side, more IT uh, focused side. So um, from a solution engineering role point of view, it is it, uh, the role of an SC or a solution engineer is very crucial because very quickly we get into the the nuts and bolts of the platform and very quickly we get into the the, the technical jargon and, and, and the, the product feature and capability in terms of you know how what the integration platform has to offer. Another thing is that uh, the the act of integrating applications is not something brand new right It has been in existence ever since application software applications existed. Uh, so even two or three decades back, there was something out there that did this job. Uh, and, and so uh, we are not introducing a, a sort of a novel concept over here. We are uh, talking about immediately getting into what they have and how that is not working out for them and what special thing that MuleSoft is offering and how it would take them the extra mile and more. So again, it gets pretty, pretty complex uh, from there. Uh, So again, yeah, to come, coming back to your question, the role of a pre-sales engineer is to be able to uh, participate in these conversations early on. It's not just about uh, demonstrating what the product does, but it also is about validating those business needs, how they map to the technology need, uh, then positioning the solution, right? Architecting how the solution is going to fit into their existing system. As I said, this is not something that we are just going in brand new. They already have, and an Enterprise already has something that they were making work. So how does, how does MuleSoft come in and, and coexist and then eventually help them evolve from there? And then finally, understanding what their evaluation uh, requirements are. And it can vary from different organizations, right? There are uh, people within an organization that ha- already have a deep understanding of what they are requiring. Uh, And then there are organizations where they don't know exactly what they want. So their their perspective of how they should be evaluating this platform is very different. So we need to go in and and understand and also help them understand how they should be going about it, executing that evaluation plan, reading that out, then figuring out how would this platform look like right, Uh, in terms of rolling it out, uh, planning it out for them. So it's not just about... Uh, selling the software platform and then leaving. It's about uh, helping them understand in, in what kind of phases it's going to come in. How does the sizing work? How does that imply in terms of licensing impact? What does the uh, implementation plan look like? Introducing them to partners who would help them with that implementation. Enabling their own resources to get trained on the platform and, and start uh, you know self-serving themselves on the platform. So all of this basically falls into the world of a a pre-sales engineer at MuleSoft.
1: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You've been doing pre-sales engineering now for about six years at MuleSoft. What would you say is the anatomy of a high-performing solutions engineer based on your experience?
0: I think, uh, so I've been in an interesting position where uh, I came from world of professional services where I was uh, involved in post-sales activities, right? So uh, I was interacting with a customer, which was already a customer, right? They had already made the purchase. uh, And now uh, I was helping them uh, build out on the expectations that was uh, given to them, right? In pre-sales. And so there's, in that sort of persona, I'm been given a lot of problems and I have to f- solve those problems. So questions, answers, questions, answers, right? That's the sort of general flow of activities and you keep moving on. Uh, but in the pre-sales world, and when I joined MuleSoft, it was my first pre-sales world. So I sort of learned the hard way on the things that I was doing wrong and the things that actually eventually worked for me. The One of the first things I learned was that you need to break out of that question, answer, question, answer flow, because it's not about solving problems per se it is at a higher level but in a pre-sales activity it is more about understanding why is this question being asked right Uh, i mean everybody should be doing that frankly speaking even a post sales person should be doing this but the meaning and the implication behind understanding the meaning of the question is much deeper in pre-sales because if somebody keeps asking you about let's say as an example right is your product easy to use and my immediate answer would be, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to use. Look at our tool. It's so simple. It's just drag and drop, blah, blah, blah. And, and then let's move on. But let's pause for a minute, right? Let's understand why is this question being asked? Why is ease to use matter? And what is the definition of easy to use, right? There is no clear measurement that you, you cross and you suddenly become from difficult to use to easy to use, right? So it, it, is, it is an art to sort of, get beyond the question and understand that's when you get to the pain like we read so many books on sales and everybody keeps talking about figure out the pain and value of despair and all that stuff but all of that comes from the questions that the, the prospect is asking you so one of the main things that i have learned is listening to the customer and it's not an easy thing to do it's something that i still struggle with i am still working on it because a lot of times I am presenting, right? I am, I'm making all these presentations and PowerPoint decks and product demonstrations. And I'm talking a lot. It takes a lot of energy out of me. Mm-hmm. And, then some, and then for a minute, I will pause. A lot of time I'm pausing to catch my breath or get a glass of water. And in that pause, the customer starts talking, right? That is the most important part of the meeting, actually. Then the customer actually starts talking. Uh, But if I am sort of using that time to recover and sort of, you know, then I'm losing out on all that precious information that I'm getting out of that. So listening to the customer, those important points, things that are actually said and things that are unsaid is is one of the most important things that uh, I have learned.
1: Awesome. Uh, You should just drop the mic there because that was phenomenal. (laughs) phenomenal. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, I have a couple more things. Like uh, one more thing that I have learned uh, as a pre-sales engineer over the years is that you need to be confident uh, because as to my point, question, answer, question, answer. You don't need to have all the answers, right? Uh, you can cannot be an expert in everything, but if you have confidence and that confidence will show and that will give the prospect that you're talking to uh, a lot of confidence in you, right? And you'll have many more interactions. A lot of time we forget that we are talking to this person, but that doesn't mean that this is the only meeting we are getting, right? If this is going to happen, right? If this opportunity is going to progress, you're going to get plenty more opportunities to talk to this person. So be confident uh, in what you're answering. And that confidence will also allow you to tell the person that I don't know the answer to this. Let's get back to this. I'll do some research and, and get back to you on that. So that is another thing that I would point out that was an important lesson for me.
1: Yeah, so having confidence around not knowing the answer. And I think that really speaks to me as a former salesperson, my career has always been in sales until now. And so, you know, if you're unsure, you know, about something, and I think it's even worse giving the wrong answer, right, Uh, Then or just any answer, uh, than just confidently, confidently saying, you know what, I don't know, but I will get back to you. One of the things I used to do also is kind of beforehand, kind of set the stage and say, if I don't know something, I will circle back with you and uh, get you the answer. So, you know, when, if we do reach that point, I've sort of uh, you know, given myself permission to to respond that way. So that really stands out to me. You know, you have a free trial. It's on your website. And, mm. you know, of course, everyone knows MuleSoft. And, uh, you know, I'm able to go and sign up to the product and kind of play around with it. How does that actually affect your pre-sales motion when you have prospects who have already interacted with the tool? Maybe they've, you know, built a little something or other, uh, but of course need to be taken to that next level. Does that kind of change your approach? Do you have something that's maybe called, you know, product qualified or solutions qualified?
0: Yeah, um, you know it's an interesting question. I, I actually don't run into that as much as I used to before, uh, and maybe it's probably the way the product has evolved and the kind of uh, sort of exposure that we have now to uh, to you know the 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 leads that we are getting. Uh, so MuleSoft has its roots in open source platform, right? Um, many years back, MuleSoft used to be an open source platform. And we used to have that much more prevalent before where, uh, you know, teams used to already sort of play around with the open source platform. And then they used to come to us and to your point, this product qualified kind of categorization is to fall in that. And then we used to spend so much time and energy helping them understand that the premium product that we have, the platform, what else it does, right? Now it's, Now the product and the platform has progressed so far out that we don't fall into that conversation at all. Uh, In fact, uh, we point uh, prospects and individuals to the free trial, Uh, but we actually are very careful on doing that as well because you you just don't want to point somebody and then have them go through massive documentation. Nobody has time to learn something and then do something in an evaluation period. Mm-hmm. and you don't want to put people through that effort it's about making things easier for somebody who is doing an evaluation you can always assume that they're looking at many other things as well right time is precious for them so we have a more sort of handheld approach where we create curated workshops uh, more uh, which can be a day-long workshop and there are some that can be a few hours long which can give them that handheld experience you know they can walk through some of the point to point by point guidance and try the trial uh, product and, and and try the product out themselves
1: yeah i think one of the fears with product led i think at generally speaking by on the sales side is that, well, if you put people into the product and they don't use it right, they may sort of lose steam or lose interest, right? And so we we feel like we have to control the experience as much as possible. I I know that that's certainly the case, um, you know, having a direct sales training kind of background, right? Where, okay, you want to absolutely control that experience. So what do you do if maybe... Know, the the prospect has gone in there, has interacted with the product, and started to lose steam when you direct them. Do you do you ever have sort of like re engagement uh, campaigns on the SE side?
0: Um, yes. So again, we again I don't really get into those kind of uh, things. And again, I'm wondering about it, right? Why I'm not getting into those? And now that you bring that up. Uh, but let's imagine, if I imagine falling into a situation like this, um, I, I would, I mean, they would be coming to me with a less than ideal experience for most parts, right? Because they probably went and read a blog and, and, and tried to implement, although we put in a lot of effort in creating uh, external facing content in form of blogs and video recordings to help people through that initial experience, right? Simple, hello world. Uh, build your first application on mule i myself have recorded several youtube videos five minute 10 minute videos on how to do your first connectivity to sap or salesforce or whatever um, so the content we put out is intended towards the, such an audience that they can do this kind of quick five minute review and build something out quickly uh, and that's great But again, that doesn't give them the the end to end view and the bells and whistles that MuleSoft offers. That's when we get into demonstrations and we get into workshops to, to give them that entire view.
1: Totally. Well, when do you know it's time for the solutions consultant to come in and create a customized demo? Do you have like certain qualifiers or criteria that sort of specify, okay, now this opportunity? is valuable enough, maybe it's a particular logo, maybe it's some particular activity or engagement score.
0: Yeah, so uh, there are some formal milestones uh, that as an organization we put in place, uh, and those are internal facing obviously, uh, where we would um, make that kind of investment, right? Uh, Frankly speaking, I myself, very rarely get into sort of a custom demonstration scenarios and that is by design. Uh, I am demonstrating the product right from the first meeting, right? And why not, right? If somebody is taking time yeah, up totally. to talk to you, right? Why be yourself scared on from showing the product out? And then this fear happens, especially when you're dealing with a very technical product, right? which doesn't look uh, very attractive in in these demonstrations. I mean, I'm not working with the core Salesforce platform where I can show a lot of flashy things and and give us sort of that wow factor. Uh, But I think there are certain things that you can keep showing. I always use the analogy of uh, a car sales process, right? If I'm sort of um, uh, just stepping into a car showroom, uh you know i at least the first perspective should be i should just step into allow the person to step into the car and then the next step should be why don't you step on the gas pedal and do the room room sound right just give them a little bit at, at, at every interaction so as i keep doing this through different calls and different touch points uh eventually uh, the qualification is happening it's a soft qualification process right uh if the person and the team is showing up for each and every interaction. I I suggest doing the workshop where they have to put in a lot of time investment. They're coming in for that as well. And then eventually if they come and ask me that, hey Nirav, you know what, we need to do a custom demonstration. By that time, we have developed such a bond that I am able to empathize with them, understanding where that ask is coming from. Right? Maybe they have burned their fingers previously with another platform, that had promised them that they it can do this but it didn't work with, on their own system and i completely empathize with that right so it's all about understanding where the prospect of the customer is coming from and then the qualification that is basically what the qualification is if we follow these internal milestones it becomes very mechanical right uh, Ask these questions before you show a demo. Ask these questions before you do custom demo. Uh, like that's become so mechanical, so robotic that neither you nor the prospect is enjoying that process.
1: Totally. Well, speaking of demo, when do you know that the when you do get to a point where you do a demo, whether it's customized or not, when do you know that it, it's going well or that it went well outside of them wanting, <laughs> of course, uh, to continue the conversation and maybe That it didn't go as well as you thought
0: so i never uh create a situation for myself where i have hedged all my bets on this one big demo day right it creates so much pressure on everybody and if believe me something always goes wrong on a big quote-unquote demo day uh i have done that in my earlier days as a solutions engineer and uh, the stress is not worth it. And it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, So to my point, I started, I do demonstration at every single interaction. So nobody on the customer side is in a position that they have never seen anything and they're all waiting with bated breath for that demo day to see the product, right? Uh, I never put myself in that situation. Uh, Now, even if I am in that situation and it happens rarely, where there is this big demo day where my champion within the organization is inviting his or her executive who is hard to get hold of, right? And they are sitting there and I'm demonstrating something to them. So I would qualify that as a big demo day. I will keep things pre-recorded. I will keep snapshots ready. I would have shown that demo beforehand to my champion and other associated people because I am so... Um, what's the word? Uh, so cautious that I'm assuming things will not work on the big demo day. So if it doesn't work at least behind afterwards, after the fact, the champions and associated people should be able to tell the executive that, Hey, you know what? It didn't work right now. And they know it, things don't work. That's fine. But they should be able to validate that we have seen it work. We know what's how this thing happens. Right. So we are able to put our sort of confidence towards this platform. So I'm able to, I'm sort of distributing my, uh, validation points across time, as well as across people where I don't need to be under this pressure that is this demo working or not? Am I getting a buy-in from the people or not? And so it, it sort of helps out in, in that process.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. If folks want to connect with you on social media or maybe, you know, learn more about opportunities within your organization, what are some of the best URLs or channels to reach you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am on uh, Twitter uh, uh, under Nirav AGL. And uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel as well where, where I keep putting some product demonstrations So, you know, feel free to reach out on that, uh, on those. And then, of course, if you are interested in uh, finding out more about MuleSoft Platform, then, uh, you know, interacting through our website and reaching out, uh, you know, somebody would definitely reach out to you and work with you on that.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone out there. Follow the YouTube channel. Of course, follow the LinkedIn and Twitter channels. Um, I know that uh, you got some great content. So thank you so much and uh, have a great day.
0: Yeah, thank you very much.